afternoon, people. Welcome back to MMI Podcast Medicine and Wellness. This is Wing Shin, and I will be the host of this episode. Last week, we talked about immune system. Remember that? What do you think we should talk for this week? Hmm. It's about why diets don't work. Right. Today, we are honored to have our guest speaker, Miss Simone Ng, here with us. Simone is a dietitian who graduated from International Medical University and had prior intensive clinical and community training in different settings and various health conditions. Let us welcome Simone. Hello, Simone. Hello. Hi, Wingxin. How are you? Hi. Um, I'm good. I'm so glad to have you here today. Could you please introduce a bit of yourself to the audience? All right, sure. So I'm currently a weight management dietitian representing NutraFit where we offer trusted, result-driven, individualized consultation and corporate wellness programs to improve and achieve overall health objectives. Do follow us on Instagram. We are called at NutraFitMy for weekly nutrition or diet facts. Alright guys, don't forget to follow them. Thank you so much for making time to enlighten us today. Before we start, I have a query. Is there any difference between dietitian and nutritionist? What is the nature of your job? Uh, yes, there is some slight differences. Um, the main thing is, uh, whereas for a dietitian, uh, we are qualified to diagnose this uh, eating disorders and we design diets to treat specific medical conditions. Whereas for a nutritionist, um, they mainly deal with general nutrition aims and behaviours. So they are mostly employed in schools, um, cafeterias, long-term care, and uh, mainly health organisations. Whereas for dietitians, we are qualified to work in a hospital or health clinics. That's just the gist of what we do. There's more roles uh, to that, but uh, this is just a general idea. Oh, I see. Thank you for the clarifications. And I see that there's actually quite a big difference in between these two professions. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the questions, shall we? Sure, let's go. All right, apparently, almost everyone adheres to the social norm of thinness. People are trying in several different ways to lose weight. So it's actually common to see that there's lots of trendy diet plans propagating on the internet. Like we have keto diet, varied diet, intermittent diets, and etc. Could you please explain to us further about all these trendy diets plans, Simone? Yeah, uh, I do agree with you. Everybody wants to look good and most of the time it means to be thin. But there's a problem. We are eating way more calories and obesity rates are increasing at a shocking rate worldwide. Because of this, weight loss and dieting has grown into the market exponentially. From best-selling books to diets to membership programs, powders, shakes and pills and all claiming to hold the secret to weight loss. So um, there is this uh, name that we call for all these very interesting diets. They're called fat diets. So fat diets is a diet popular at a time, similar to fashion, without being a standard dietary recommendation and often promising unreasonable fast weight loss and other health claims. And many of these diets in the market you see involving eliminating foods that contain necessary nutrients. Some diets even encourage you to avoid an entire food group. And dozens of studies have been found that most people only 
lose a little bit of weight and often gain it right back. So let me ask you, Wingxin, in your lifetime, how many times or have you tried dieting? Yeah, of course I did. And it's countless of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I believe many people, even the listeners, have tried their own way of dieting and there are many diets to choose from. New ones are coming out all the time, claiming to be the latest and enough scientific proof to show significant results. But for the most part, it's like fashion. They just come back again and again. Okay, I totally agree with you. Yeah, as we all know that healthy weight loss doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and effort to see results. In your opinion, how do, you, how do these diet plans affect our health in, in the long run? What are the pros and cons of all these diets? So most of the time, these diets are not entirely backed up with enough research. There are diets based on your blood uh, body, such as blood type diets. But there is no strong evidence to support these diets. Science has also discouraged the concept of detox diets because our bodies have evolved to do such a great job for removing all these harmful toxins on its own. And diet supplements, if you look at that, specifically in the form of pills, they are barely regulated and certain active ingredients are found to cause liver disease and heart attacks. So now looking at diets which are pretty famous, which is the low-carb diets, the very infamous ketogenic diet and the Atkins diet, claim that by cutting carbs, dieters can eat more high-fat foods and high-protein, yet they still lose weight. Then when you look at the paleo diet, our paleolithic ancestors didn't actually eat like that. There's more evidence that they actually eat grains and wheat and rye. And looking at the second famous diet, which are called low-fat diets, just because you see the label that says low-fat doesn't mean it's actually healthy. It could be packed with added sugars and calories. Indeed, these diets have shown um, some ways that it can help in weight loss, but for a short term, because it was found that all these diets, they follow the attributes of the basic concept of overall calorie deficit. So I'll give you a better example. In 2018, Dr. Christopher Gardner and his team conducted a study to look at the really uh, two popular diets, which is the low-fat and the low-carb. So they didn't tell the participants what kind of diets they uh, got, are going to take but uh, they mainly told them that to avoid eating high fat food or food that is high in carbs and as long as they uh, don't restrict themselves and eat enough to feel full and at the end of the whole research the results were almost identical so they have concluded that some people did lose weight and most of them did not. Meaning that both low-fat and low-carb diets actually shows the same results of weight loss. And in looking at extreme cases, there was this famous weight loss TV show called The Bigger Loser. Do you, have you heard of the show before? No, I did not. <laughs> okay, so The Biggest Loser is a TV show where the contestants are invited to join this extreme weight loss 
shows where they are categorized in the obese class 3, which meaning their BMI is above 40, which is a very, very high weight. And it was the perfect study for researchers to know the effects of short-term rapid weight loss. So they studied them for six years after the competition. And on average, majority of the contestants from the TV show actually regained two-thirds of the weight that they lost. So why did diets work for some people and some did not? Well, it's, very, it's a very simple answer. Diets don't work because most of us cannot stick to them. But many of us see it as a personal failure because that's how normally diets are being marketed online or where you, when you see where they claim drastic weight loss that is, where is very, very easily achievable. And it's a constant battle in our industry as well, where the dieting industry pushes people to cut calories while the food industry pushes people to eat more calories, if you look at it in that way. Hence, there is this lack of adherence and proper knowledge towards what is a healthy diet. And there are more food available out there to even satisfy our cravings. Oh, that's, this really opens my eye. And I would like to know if all these diets are suitable for everyone. What if they have an underlying disease? Is it a good way for them to lose weight? Well, there is such diets that show significant improvement in certain diseases. For instance, the Mediterranean diet has shown protective vascular effects in population-based studies and intervention trials. So this diet is a diet rich in fruits and vegetables olive oils, dairy products, um, probiotics, legumes, grains with minimal amounts of saturated fat, meats, and poultry, providing a healthy, balanced diet that is filled with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids. And most recent research on this diet, in, and also in recommendation by the American Heart Association, has shown that this diet lowers the risk of cardiovascular diseases. But ultimately, to give it to you straight, there's no one magic diet that can help everybody to do everything. So even to those who have underlying diseases, such as diabetes, hypertension, heart diseases, renal failure, cancer, and the list goes on, this requires the guidance of a certified dietitian to manage these diseases as we are trained to treat and manage certain chronic diseases through evidence-based medical approach. So in a way, we can create an individual tailored nutrition plan for the patient. Hmm, it seems like there isn't a perfect diet for everyone owing to individual difference in gene and lifestyle. And at this part, dietitian really play an important role in tailor nutrition plan for the patients. So in this case, could you please suggest us some general simple tips and strategy to lose weight? Yes, I've come up to three very important tips to have a sustainable and consistent weight loss and dieting ideas. So the very first one is to make small changes to prevent excessive weight gain. It is important to set a realistic and achievable goal to attain that can be maintained over a period of time. For example, 
a lot of clients came up to me and they would ask me, can I lose 10 kgs in one month? I mean, it is a very far-fetched, but at the same time, we want to make sure that it's realistic where it's also safeguarding the mental health of the client itself. Because it's very stressful if you're suddenly targeting a, a goal that it's, one, very hard to maintain. Because that means restricting so much calories. And I believe we're all bombarded with different diets and different options to choose from. So it's very important to work together with a dietitian or a nutritionist to break down these options and find the most suitable plan and set a realistic weight goal for the individual. So we understand that weight management is not a short-term program. You have to remember that weight loss is a lifelong journey. So for example, when a person gains weight, it is gained over a period of time. It's not like you eat that one extra burger, then the next day you gain one kg or a kilo, right? It's over months and years of excessive eating that causes the weight gain. So when we look at weight loss, it's also the same thing. We have to use months and years to bring down that weight sustainably and consistently. Then we get to see the changes over time. So the second important thing is, it's the emphasis of eating whole foods. While some whole foods may contain high in calories, but they are very nutrient-dense and filling. Because while you're eating a complete meal with all the macronutrients, you're ultimately eating micronutrients and other nutrients that are very important to you, like fiber, phytonutrients, antioxidants, probiotics, that can help with the weight loss and improve overall health. Hence, focus on the overall quality of your diet rather than just on a single nutrient or food. Lastly, my third tip is to modify your lifestyle by cultivating healthy habits. Like I said in the first point, make small efforts to change your lifestyle or environment. Not only just changing your diet, but your mental health and physical health are very important too. So meaning to say you can slot in more time into burning all these calories. Have a healthy support system. Have your friends and family to support you in this weight loss journey. And don't overwhelm yourself with drastic changes. Take things one step at a time. Cultivate new healthy habits first, like and then only move on to the next one. For example, maybe I would say I eat chips every single day. Why not? You change your lifestyle in a sense where, okay, you know what? For this whole month, I'm just going to eat um, potato chips once a week. Then once you get used to that habit, okay, the next month, what's the next healthy habit that I'm going to cultivate next? So as you continually making these small little steps, you don't feel that burden or stress um, whenever you are you know, having the goal on losing weight. It feels much more happier and you won't see weight loss as a huge burden. Yes, I agree with you. And I think consistent and determination is the key to lose weight as well. So I've really learned a lot from you on this conversation about why diets don't work and how to make it work. Thank you so much, Simon. Before we end this episode, what would be your takeaway message for our audience? 
Well, I also have three important takeaway messages for everyone. <laughs> Same like the three tips. So there will be three takeaway messages. The very first one is, regardless of whichever diet you choose to follow, the key in dieting is to find the diet that you can stick to. So it's no longer considered a diet. It's just how you eat. Secondly, is to change your relationship with food. Eat in moderation. Know what type of food that are good for your body and make small changes in your daily meals. Um, like I said before, maybe just swapping out, you know, eating fried chicken every day to reduce it to once a week or replacing high-fat foods or high-carbohydrate foods to fruits or healthier options. And lastly, uh, at the end, work towards a healthy lifestyle or we can call it flexible eating with the 80 to 20 ratio rule. Meaning, 80% of the time, you focus on consuming whole and nutrition foods, then 20% is that you can allow yourself to have that leeway for your favorite unhealthy foods. However, this is not a scientifically proven ratio to provide the best health benefits, but it is the essence of the concept where you have the flexibility to choose the choice of food that you want to eat. Always look for healthier options, but at the same time, don't be afraid to indulge that favorite flavor of ice cream or cake with your friends and family. And then you might be wondering, wow, this dietitian is encouraging me to eat all the sweet food and fried food. Well, yes, you are not entirely healthy if you're restricting yourself just by eating steamed, bland foods and not enjoying them at all. Remember, mental health is also a part of health too. You have to look at um, your diet or your lifestyle change in a very holistic manner. Being too strict to yourself will ruin your relationship with food. So it's okay to occasionally enjoy that slice of cake or have your favorite cup of boba because eating can only be healthy if it's sustainable and consistent over time. At the end of the day, the kilo is only a number and we have to look into our health in a more holistic approach. Thank you. Thank you so much for your valuable insight and advice, Mom. It has been wonderful having you on this podcast. Thank you too. I really enjoyed and it was my pleasure sharing this with you. Also, we would like to thank our audience for tuning in. Like and share this podcast with your friends if you found it useful. Don't forget to follow and rate our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. If you have any feedback for us, you can message us to through MMI Malaysia's Facebook page. Stay tuned for our next episode on of MMI Podcast Medicine and Wellness. Take care and stay safe. Bye.